My name is Zach Como, and you're listening to the My Tech Decisions Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of My Tech Decisions Podcast. My name is Zach and I'm your host. Uh, the world is still adjusting to the coronavirus pandemic and remote work, and that includes the IT and cybersecurity workforce. Uh, cyber criminals and state actors are seizing the opportunity and are attacking those remote workers, and that's changing the cybersecurity workforce and how IT professionals are hired. To talk about that on this week's episode is Simone Petrella. CEO of cybersecurity workforce development company CyberVista. We talk about how COVID-19 has transformed the cybersecurity and IT industry and how organizations should conduct cybersecurity personnel hiring in the new normal. Uh, Here's a disclaimer. Um, You can hear my dogs uh, barking and whining at the end of the interview. So I apologize for that. But like everyone else, I'm working from home, so those kind of uh, distractions are going to happen from time to time. Before we get to that interview, here's a quick reminder that the My Tech Decisions podcast is available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Subscribe and download episodes to hear weekly interviews with technology experts like IT and cybersecurity professionals, AV integrators, manufacturers, and technology decision makers like yourself. If you have an idea for a topic, you can email me at zachary.como at emeraldx.com. Now, here's the interview. So, Simone, uh, how is COVID-19 changing the cybersecurity and IT industry? Yeah, so it's having a really interesting impact on um, security and IT. Um, There certainly have been a few declines depending on the sector and how the overall business is functioning. But in many sectors, it is increasing the need for there to be IT and security personnel because so much has moved either virtually, um, online, or just contactless, which has put a undue burden on our IT infrastructure and the amount that people are accessing corporate networks from home. You kind of answered my next question, but why is there an an increased need and how has that threat landscape uh, evolved? Um, You know, it's not so much that the the threat landscape is constantly evolving. It's not that it has evolved only because of COVID-19. But COVID-19, like any other major um, event or crisis, certainly creates an opportunity for threat actors to prey upon the insecurities of, you know, of human nature. Mm. Um, And so this has certainly created just additional opportunities for those things to happen. And so those threat actors are very aware that we now have people who are accessing corporate networks from home. Those of us that are fortunate enough to, you know, be able to continue to work remotely um, and do things from home. And so everyone's home network is now an endpoint that connects to their business in some way that they're supporting. Um, And so that creates a entirely you know, new attack surface um, and increases exponentially the amount of vulnerabilities that were already there. 
Um, a lot of companies were already aware that home networks and people logging in virtually and remotely and mobile devices was increasing their attack surface. Um, but just from a scale and scope perspective, this has put that into a level of or a degree that's unprecedented. We were mm. never really kind of situated to be this this remote, meaning entirely remote. <laughs> yeah. So how do you respond? Um, I mean, I think first and foremost, you know, the, the first way to respond is that um, for a lot of companies, it's about bringing in and it's an increased burden on their IT teams to make sure that all the infrastructure that was what we took for granted um, in a comp like in an office environment now extends to the home. So that means the, you know, not only the deployment, um, but also the enforcement of VPNs. So those you know, VPNs need to be installed on those endpoint computers or devices that employees are using. But now there's an enforcement component too, right? So it's extended the information technology requirements and actually having software and certain things installed. And now there's a compliance and enforcement mechanism because individuals have to be willing and able and consistently accountable to use those things. So it's put a real demand increase on the type of talent that we need. Um, and I think that, that what we do about it is by looking at, at ways that we can either shore up that talent, um, outsource some of the security functions that may not be there otherwise, or my personal favorite is to look to other areas within the company that maybe are um, really acutely affected by cost-cutting measures and see if there's talent that could be kind of re-vectored into some of these right. more security-enabled roles. Um, and, and that way you're not necessarily, you know, losing good talent that you already had institutionally and you're giving them an opportunity to upskill into a, a growing field. Right. So you keep answering uh, my next question before I ask <laughs> But that was, I mean, yeah, how do employers need to, you know, what do employers need to change about how they hire you know, uh, IT and cybersecurity talent. Uh, you know, yeah, um, I, yeah. I mean, I think that this was true before um, this pandemic hit, but one of the most common mistakes that I've seen employers make is by trying to constantly look for a growing and new like talent pipeline, meaning that needs there just need to be more people that come into the funnel. And the truth of the matter is that a lot of the talent they need is really sitting under their noses and they could more efficiently, effectively, and cost um, effectively upskill that talent into the roles that they need um, and have the added benefit that they're people who know the you know, business objectives, the organizational culture and institutional norms. Um, and those are really important things for employers when you talk about you know, retention, but also value creation. Mm. You know, how is this creating new opportunities for cybersecurity professionals? Um, I think it's creating a ton of opportunities for cybersecurity professionals. I think that it is highlighting how much security um, responsibilities and roles there are within a whole host of jobs. Um, like I mentioned before, there's compliance functions. There's also the technical cybersecurity functions. Um, and so I think that this is a great opportunity. You know, in any time of crisis, there's also opportunity for um, for growth. And I think this is a perfect situation where those who were either contemplating 
or interested in the cybersecurity profession to get exposure and learn about things in the industry that they might not have otherwise had the bandwidth or the capacity to just take the time and do. Um, especially now where, you know, given the situation, uh, my company CyberVista does it, there are many other companies that are offering free resources and access to people to and companies to actually, you know, give an opportunity to to upskill and get more of a hands-on perspective on what it means to be in a cybersecurity role. Mm. How are the required skills um, changing? Uh, and and this is a better question, I guess. Uh, you know, what specific skills should employers be looking for right now? Um. I mean, I think it really does vary based on the the roles that the employers are looking for. One of the things that I've always counseled the companies that we work with is to understand what your business objectives are and what you're trying to secure before you just blanket say, here are the skills that we're, we're looking mm-hmm. to align to it. And I still think that that is true. Um, and the the second thing I would say, though, is when you look at then the skills that and so it's important to tie those skills to it across the board. I think the biggest thing that I've heard thematically, both before this crisis and, and more so even now that we're in it is actually around like risk management principles, um, a lot of the communication and soft skills that are not particularly technical. Um, it is increasingly important that we find security professionals or we grow security professionals that are able to apply those controls in a way that's consistent with the objectives of the business and making that logical leap. Like that is so important because otherwise you're doing it without any real context. Great. Uh, Simone, anything else that, um, you know, we, we need to know about, um, you know, how to hire cybersecurity talent right now? Um, no, I think, I mean, I think that we've covered most of the bases. Um, my parting thought would be, you know, to, to take a little bit of the mystique off of when we think about security and know that so many roles that people are currently doing do have a security component to them. And so let's provide more access for everyone to be part of the security infrastructure as opposed to just making it about a cybersecurity pure professional. Right. Can you hear my dog whining right now? I totally can. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> my my wife just pulled in and they can see her out the window and they want her to come in, but I told her to wait five minutes. And, uh, it's, <laughs> this is a conundrum. Relax. It's okay. All right. Simone, thank you for uh, sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you. No, appreciate it. Really enjoyed it. And this is a classic uh, working from home distraction <laughs> piece. Great. Great. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of My Tech Decisions Podcast, where it's our mission to help you make technology decisions for your organization. If you'd like to learn more, head to mytechdecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at mytechdecisions. You can also follow me on Twitter at ZWcomo. Until next time.